0: The U.S. military, along with some allies, launched a series of strikes overnight targeting Houthi rebels in Yemen. What we know so far about the strikes. Produced by Defense News and Military Times, this is the Early Bird Brief. Each morning we bring you the defense and national security news of the day. and a report reveals the Defense Department failed to properly track some American aid to Ukraine. What does it all mean for our defense and security? You'll find out. I'm your host, Simone Perez. Today is Friday, January 12, 2024. Hey guys, so just a quick note before we start. We are off on Monday to commemorate Martin Luther King Jr. Day, but tune in on Tuesday when my better half, Jonathan Laerfeld, sits down with military veterans and journalism fellow Nikki Wetling to talk about a new report on extremism in military and vet communities. First up, breaking developments overnight in the Middle East. The U.S. and British militaries launched retaliatory strikes against Iran-backed Houthis. President Joe Biden confirmed the strikes in a statement released late last night. He said the U.S. and U.K. militaries had support from Australia, Bahrain, Canada, and the Netherlands. Here's why it matters. The strikes marked the first U.S. military response against the Houthis for a campaign of drone and missile attacks on commercial ships in the Red Sea. And it comes just a week after the White House and its allies warned that there would be potential military action if the Houthi attacks continued. The Houthis say their assaults are aimed at stopping Israel's war on Hamas and the Gaza Strip, but their targets increasingly have little or no connection to Israel and imperil a crucial trade route linking Asia and the Middle East with Europe. Biden said the Houthi attacks have endangered American personnel and civilian mariners, jeopardized trade, and threatened freedom of navigation. Several U.S. defense officials confirmed the strikes to the Associated Press under condition of anonymity to discuss military operations. They said the militaries were bombing more than a dozen sites in Yemen using fighter jets and warship-launched Tomahawk missiles. Another important story, the Pentagon watchdog report found that the Defense Department has not complied with enhanced tracking requirements for $1 billion worth of Ukraine aid. For more on this, Defense News Capitol Hill reporter Bryant Harris joins us now. So, Brian, thank you for joining us. Could you tell us what were Pentagon officials supposed to be doing in tracking this equipment and aid?
1: So um, to start off with, to be perfectly clear, this is not all military aid we send to Ukraine. This is a portion of it. And what this report applies to is just items that have been sent to Ukraine that require what is called enhanced end-use monitoring. So that equipment includes drones and a lot of the Uh, missiles we send them, as well as night vision devices. And actually, most of the equipment that has been inadequately tracked are night vision devices. For that equipment, under the enhanced end-use monitoring guidelines, without getting too in the weeds, what they were supposed to do, it involves scanning barcodes and entering it in a database there's about $1.7 billion worth that that they're supposed to do this for, about 60%, $1 billion of that. They did not do that. For instance, there wasn't timely entry into the database, for instance. And, you know, part of it is just kind of a, a staffing issue. There are a limited number of scanners, and obviously they're in the middle of an act of war. So um, that complicates efforts with the tracking
0: and how much of the total aid the U.S. has sent to Ukraine is in question?
1: Yeah, so the this report, uh, so the, this enhanced end-use monitoring that we're talking about here, that only applies to $1.7 billion worth of the um, aid that they've received. So that applies to, again, uh, night vision devices, which is what most of the improperly tracked items consist of, but also some lethal things like drones and missiles, for instance, as well. But again, that's uh, so the this only applies to $1.7 billion out of the tens of billions in military equipment that Ukraine has received. And of that $1.7 billion, $1 billion worth of that aid has not uh, has not been tracked. Thanks, Brian. Pentagon spokesman Major General Pat Ryder
0: said there are no credible signs the American aid is being used illegally, and the Defense Department is taking steps to better track its equipment. That includes working with partners to monitor inventory. Also on your radar for today, lawmakers on the House Veterans Affairs Committee subpoenaed thousands of documents related to sexual harassment allegations against senior Department of Veterans Affairs officials. The committee's vote was bipartisan, but some Democrats are worried that the issue will be used to score political points in an election year. Representative Mike Bost, who chairs the committee, said that the committee must remain determined to hold VA officials accountable to help build trust in the agency. Now that the accused have retired, resigned, or been shuffled around the VA bureaucracy, the department would like the committee to forget about it. Don't do your oversight responsibilities and just go ahead and give it to the executive branch because they're going to look into it. I will not do that. This committee's oversight is necessary to not only make sure that vile behavior stops, but also to determine whether the VA has the authority it needs to appropriately discipline these offenders and actually have a zero-tolerance policy for sexual harassment. Ranking member Representative Mark DeCano worried that the subpoena may emphasize more salacious details rather than address the problem. The majority is reckless and risking ruining the lives and livelihoods of the accused and victims alike by publicly making premature conjectures without having all the facts. While the speech and debate clause gives broad protection for members of Congress and the statements we make, we have a duty and responsibility to speak truthfully and not use cheap gimmicks for political gain at the expense of those we serve. It is simply too early in this investigation to make conclusions of wrongdoing or to say VA is not enforcing its, workforce, its workplace safety policies. Committee staff are expected to deliver the subpoena to VA staff later this week. The accusations revolve around a number of VA officials, including Archie Davis. He was the chief of staff at the Office of Resolution Management, Diversity, and Inclusion. Some of the accusations date back to summer 2022. Some women said that they reported the incidents but were mostly ignored by VA leadership and had to notify Congress. Since then, the committee has sent seven requests for information on the accusations and lack of subsequent investigation. Two officials involved, Harvey Johnson, who is the deputy secretary for that office, and Gina Grasso, assistant secretary for Human Resources, have left the department since last November. A VA spokesman said the agency had already delivered nearly 1,200 pages of documents to the committee pertaining to the allegations. That includes 27 transcribed interviews from VA's internal investigations. More is expected to be delivered to the committee by the end of the month. And now, here's some other stories we're hearing chirps about. Iran's Navy captured an oil tanker yesterday in the Gulf of Oman. Just months earlier, the United States has seized the tanker's cargo of Iranian oil over sanctions linked to Tehran's nuclear program. The Pentagon's inspector general will investigate the secrecy surrounding Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin's hospitalization. Austin remains in the hospital, where he is being treated for complications from prostate cancer treatment. Guyana's government said it is seeking help from the U.S. to improve its defense capabilities. It comes amid fears that neighboring Venezuela might one day seize a disputed region in western Guyana that is rich in minerals and oil. And the Defense Department is seeking feedback from military spouses on military life. The survey asks about perspectives on employment, relocation, childcare, and the health and well-being of military families. And on this day in history in 2010, Haiti was devastated by a massive earthquake. It drew an outpouring of support from around the globe, including the United States and its military. That's it for us this morning. To get more top stories and breaking news, go to defensenews.com EBB to subscribe to the Early Bird Brief newsletter. Please give us a like, rating, and a comment wherever you get your podcasts. And be sure to follow us on social media at defense underscore news and at Military Times. The Early Bird Brief is hosted and produced by me, Zimone Z. Perez. Today's episode featured stories by the Associated Press, Brian Harris, Noah Robertson, and Leo Shane III. Our editor-in-chief is Mike Gruse. Have a great day.